You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Punctuated and Alhamdulillah is just after the Isha Azan. And uh, pertinent punctuated, we start off with none other than Badina University graduate. He's a motivational speaker. He's an alim and also an imam at the uh, Mahatma Gandhi Boulevard there at a place called Sales. Uh, but he's not sailing away. He's with us uh, this evening. Sheikh Shweb Maida, Assalamu alaikum. Warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. And tell us how you're doing this fine, uh, beautiful uh, Wednesday evening, Ya Sheikh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to my beloved brother Shafat Ahmed Khan and all the dear listeners of Marqaz al-Sahaba, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah. So alhamdulillah, thumma alhamdulillah, Allah is taking care of us. Although we're still having that tragedy in uh, Palestine, which will pass, inshallah, with Allah's help. We say make dua that Allah must make it easy. And also we must remember we need to be righteous and do do things right so as uh, it will be easier for us to attain the rahmah and the mess of Allah Ta'ala as he says, Inna rahmatullahi qareebun minal muhsineen. Without doubt, the rahmah of Allah Ta'ala is close to those that are righteous. So this is the time that we need to draw ourselves towards righteousness so that inshallah every dua we make at every time we make that dua, Allah Ta'ala must accept it for us inshallah and make it easy our brothers and sisters in Palestine and ourselves as well, Shah. No, absolutely, Sheikh Shoyimaida, I agreed with you, and Allah must make it easy for all of them and all of us, and uh, we don't know what the future holds, uh, but uh, when uh, you hold fast onto the rope of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then inshallah we will have a success of both in the world and in the uh, Akhira also, Amin, Summa, Amin. Yes, Sheikh Shoyimaida, we're getting our inspiration uh, this evening from the Noble Qur'an, and as we go through the Noble Qur'an, we pick up verses of uh, uh, random, both Sheikh and I, and uh, Sheikh gives his, uh, you know, his thoughts on it, and Alhamdulillah, as I said, uh, being a uh, uh, graduate from Medina University really adds uh, to that. Yes, uh, Sheikh Shoei Maida, and, you know, the eyes of the Noble Qur'an, you look at the, uh, you know, Surah, uh, Surah 7, and you look at uh, verse uh, uh, verse 157 says, Those who follow the messenger, the unlettered Prophet, وسلم, whom they find mentioned in their own scriptures, in the laws and uh, the gospel, for he commands them what is just and forbids them what is evil. He allows them as lawful what is uh, good and pure and prohibits them uh, from what is bad and impure. He releases them from the heavy burdens and from the yokes that are upon them. So it is those who believe in him, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, honor him, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, help him, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and follow the light which is sent down with him, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It is they who will prosper. There's it plain or bold and beautiful eyes of the noble Quran telling us that the nur, the message of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the ultimate message, talking to the Yahudis, talking to the, uh, you know, uh, also the Yahud and the, uh, what do you call, the people of the book, uh, and uh, telling them, come, Christians, come, Yahudis, come, Jews, come, all, let us all be in harmony in the deenullah, in the religion of Allah, the final religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the religion of Islam, the religion of wa'athiullah, wa'athiur rasul, Sheikh Shaykh Maida, what a beautiful, what a wonderful 
world it will be if this ayat was followed by all and sundry. Uh, your thoughts, sir, your sheikh? No, no, definitely, Shafi. If you look at Nabi Muhammad, sometimes we mistake him to claim him to be ours. You know, Nabi Muhammad was actually a treasure that Allah did send to the entire universe. You know, as it says, وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةً لِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ You know, you have, we've sent you as mercy to the entire uh, world of believers. So, I mean, it goes beyond that. So, we need to understand that uh, this Rasul, as you said, uh, Shafi, allowed us, sent him for one good purpose. I mean, to protect us and safeguard us and give us true and uh, good meaning or essence of this life that we're living in. You know, in the sense, we understand that our sole purpose wa Allah Rasul is to obey Allah and obey his Rasul. And most especially if you're seeking for Jannah. And then that open invitation, as you said, you know, to the people of the book, uh, the Jews and all of them, you know, Allah said, follow this Nabi, you know, unlettered one. Why am I using the word unlettered? Simply because if it was a Nabi that could write uh, and read his own stuff, that means they could come up and say, but he must, have, he must have been writing. He could have read from the Torah somewhere and he was busy writing, actually making his own version. So in this case, to close up all the gaps and also remember everyone calls the teacher. I mean, you tell me who was your teacher and your favorite teacher. I can tell you the same thing. But now on this part, Allah says about him, He was taught by Jibreel, so not by any human being, but Allah's messenger, Jibreel, was the one that was taught to teach our Nabi Sallallahu So there it gives you uh, the true meaning of that. And now to us believers as Muslims, we must remember, we are all destined to go to Jannah, except if we refuse to go to Jannah. You know, as our Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has mentioned, uh, Everyone in my ummah will enter Jannah except for the one that refuses to go to Jannah. And then the question was asked, Waman ya Rasulullah, oh Nabi of Allah, who is the one that's rejecting to, to go to Jannah? And Nabi Sallallahu says, Man ani Jannah, man ani fakada, and whosoever obeys and practices upon my teachings, Jannah is, is for them, guaranteed. But whosoever disobeys that and goes against my teachings, then they are the ones that are actually rejecting and refusing to go to Jannah. So definitely, <clears throat> we are here as the uh, flag bearers of Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi which is the of Islam. You know, so which means we need to be uh, good examples. We need to be uh, the better people at every aspect of life we're in. You know, with uh, manifested, you look at what is happening in Palestine, to give an example. You know, they're destroying houses, killing children, babies, and the rest of that. But look at example of giving back the hostages. Everybody is coming back in safe hands and also saying we've been taken care of. Nobody tortured us. All these allegations they're making about them, about rape, beheading children, it's all falsehood. It's like, and I mean, you look into that position, Chuck. It was myself and you. I mean, you got hostages and they're breaking your mother's house, your sister's house, your brother's house. I don't think I could have easily let those hostages go. You know, until unless I come back to my senses to realize I'm in the dean that actually has got actually rules and regulations and limits that you cannot go beyond them. And you look at a good example, the Palestinians followed that and they give it in the back without harming them. So which tells you, that shaf, we are in the best region. And yes, our Nabi Sallallahu is our main teacher and guideline. And yes, Quran is our constitution. So if you hold back to this, remember, Nabi did mention that I'm leaving two things with you. If you hold fast to them, in other words, if you learn from them and practice upon the teachings, you will never go astray. And he said, Kitab Allah wa Sunnati 
the book of Allah Ta'ala and my way of life, which actually gives you a proper understanding of Kitabullah Shah. You know, the very important pointer that you made here, Sheikh Shoy Maida, is, uh, you, as you said, Rabbi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is for all mankind. The deen of Islam is for all insan, for everyone, unlike uh, the religion of the Yahudis, which is a very, uh, you know, like an in-house, like a lager mentality uh, uh, deen, where, you know, they even have class segregation. You can see how they treat the Jews of Africa when they bring them into uh, Israel, make them do all the menial jobs, and they have this uh, discrimination. But in the house of Islam, it is for all mankind. You look at uh, the uh, uh, religion of Hinduism, they have class distinction, the Brahmin to the Dalits and the Harijan, and they're discriminating each uh, on each other. Through what? Through religion, using it as an article of faith to have apartheid. The same with the Israel, with uh, the uh, Yahudi religion, and uh, with the Judaism. And where else in the uh, House of Islam, the final sermon of Nabi Muhammad uh, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, where he said, the black man is not superior to a white man, neither is a white man superior to a black man. The Arab is not superior to a non-Arab, neither is a non-Arab superior to, an, uh, you know, uh, to an Arab. He that is most high, he is he that is most pious. And piety is not something you go in front and say, hey, check me, I'm the pious one. Check my beard, check my turban, check my robes. Hazrat Ali, radiallahu anhu, he said this so beautifully, Sheikh Shoei Maida. He said, there'll come a time, there will come a time when they'll have my beard, they will have my robes, and they'll have my turbans. But beware, these will be wolves in sheepskin. So, Sheikh Shoei Maida, here is Islam, uh, you know, here it is we, by our behavior, as you're talking about uh, the release of those uh, Yahudi prisoners, uh, you know, or those captives, and uh, they did the dawah for us. They said they treated us with dignity and, they, you know, the food that they didn't have, they gave us uh, first preference of the meals and so forth. So we, as those that are in the uh, deen, or deenullah, in the house of Islam, uh, it is so imperative, it's so important for us to behave like those that have the finest deen with us, uh, Sheikh Shreem Maida. Uh, but unfortunately, there is something, uh, you know, not happening. What's your thoughts, sir, Yashay? Sheikh? No, definitely, Sheikh. You know, unfortunately, when we attach the deen with emotions, then things go wrong. <clears throat> to give an example, Sheikh, whatsoever is happening, in Palestine, as sad as it looks, also on one, one part, it is a blessing in this guy. You know, you mentioned on that, I know sometimes we can fight on that. But you look at all those brothers and sisters and children that are martyred, they have only one ticket going to Jannah to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, that is guaranteed. And now, another one, you get the world to see <clears throat> what Israel is all about. That is not about peace and justice, as they call themselves the only democracy in the Middle East. So it teaches you that America supports that democracy, which means killing children, women, elderly, destroying hospitals, cutting supplies that are basic necessities, water, food, medications, and fuel uh, for hospitals to run, of which you've destroyed. That is the best of democracy in the world. So now it tells you. When it comes to this, you know, Shaf, there's no any other solution. 
to this world besides Islam. Islam is the best solution for everything. As you just said now, you know, that Anabi Sassam did mention in his final uh, ceremony where he says, there's no superiority between black and white or white and black, Arab and non-Arab. The most superior amongst them is the one who's actually uh, unconscious or unfearing person, is the one that's most superior. They give you the link, as you said, Shab. You go in other religions, there's actually different stations where the rich who attain a certain station, the poor will go to any normal station, as you say. I mean, there's a caste in between where there's actually what you call hierarchy kind of system that the religion is creating, of which no religion creates hierarchy systems. It teaches equality at all levels. So as you said, you look at the house of Islam, Shah, there is no place where you're going to find, say, Maghrib Salah will have it two times or three times. There will be the first one at the first hour, then another Maghrib will come at 20 minutes after that, then another one will come half an hour after that. We do not have that in the house of Islam. Whosoever have heard of that, regardless of where you come from, color of skin, we go standing at same line and listening to one imam and following the same instructions that says Allah Ta'ala is the greatest and we do by what the imam is doing and that is following the sunnah of wannabe Muhammad So definitely if you find some that is running away from the deen, you know Shaifa saying we were talking the other day as well, I want to say it now you know it was so amazing when people are running in the streets throughout the world, uh, in UK in uh, even America even in Israel people rallying Against this war, you find our Muslims in Saudi Arabia, MBS brings a music concert in the desert, and also they celebrate with the same Yahudis and the same Americans that are supporting to kill our Muslim brothers and sisters. It's so unfortunate if you look into that. And also, really, we need to understand, as I said, it's time, Shab. We need to start doing what is right. We've been propagating about this, and we have to say it again. We need to go into details and actually and understand which products are made by America and which products are made by Israel and which products are made by all those allies that are openly saying they support Israel. It's got a right to defend itself, itself in killing children, uh, women, the elderly, destroying the hospital, destroying the schools, the even so-called fake United Nations uh, places being destroyed together in the same token. It tells you, Shav, that you're not really as Muslims you bless and let's stand up for that. And one thing I can say though is Israelis will never win on this one because remember, you cannot be fighting somebody, Shav, that is ready to die. You know, that says for me is Ashadu Allah ilaha illallah or Ashadu anna Muhammad Rasulullah. For me, I want to go to Allah why I'm doing good. If you fight that person, you're a loser because you want to be a hero and this one wants to be a martyr. Uh, absolutely, Sheikh Shoy Maida, and agreed uh, to what you're saying. And, uh, you know, these people don't understand what is the Iman, what is Saqwa, and the reality that a Muslim has about uh, the dunya and the akhirah. And, you know, when you look at uh, Surah 14 and you read uh, verse 3, and it says, Those who love the life of this world more than the hereafter, who hinder men from the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and, uh, you know, seek therein something crooked, they are astray by a long distance. And you're watching these people. You watch the Islamophobes uh, that are coming, or those uh, haters of Islam that are coming into power, of a position of power, like Kurtz of Wilders there in uh, you know, Holland, uh, the Dutch. And it's amazing. You find that uh, quite a few uh, of these leadership in uh, Western lands are, you know, dead cert against Islam. 
But Noor ala Noor, majority of the people of these people that are living in the West are seeing the light. Allah is turning their hearts towards Islam. You know, so we shouldn't be judging the Westerners according to their leadership or the decisions that their leaderships are making. But we can see that within the, the population, most of them, their heart is melting towards Islam. Nay, you'll find that very soon. Inshallah, America, you'll find very soon the majority of our Western Europe will be Muslims, eh, Ya Sheikh. Your take? No, no, definitely, Sheikh. I mean, uh, <clears throat> you must remember, so, this could be another issue resurfacing, whereby, you know, Allah did mention that if we fail to do what Allah has taught us to, to do, which is actually be a beacon of hope for people, actually bring the people to the din of Allah, then definitely Allah is going to find another means of bringing the din to those people that we didn't bring to them. So this could be another way we actually, now people have to learn why are these people, they're being destroyed, being killed, their houses being brought down, and in the hospitals and everything is destroyed, and they don't stand up and start crying for those people, and they're saying, Ya Allah, Ya Allah, the only cry is Ya Allah, you won't hear anything else. Or saying, no, my house is gone, my car, when, when am I going to get my car? You killed my child, when am I going to get another child? Whatever, they're not crying for that, they're just saying, Ya Allah. You know, I mean, this is what is so amazing to the people to say, I mean, how can somebody whose home is destroyed, he lost everything, and he sees there is other, he says, I'm not going nowhere, I'm standing here, it's part of my property, I'm standing here. They must come, they must come and kill me. I'm not scared of them. And this person has got no weapon, he's got no gun, he's got no stone in his hand, and he stands up, which means the heart is stronger than the mind. And this is what we need to do as Muslims, be strong at faith. You know, remember, Shaf, you know, the time of Nabi Muhammad, you know, how they conquered the world, brought down biggest empires at that time. Simply it was because they were strong at faith and at heart when it comes to Iman. I know, although they're weak in numbers, but strong at heart, which we can turn it around today. Unfortunately, Shaf, as I always say, I'll say today, we are big in numbers today. But when it comes to Iman and faith, Iman and faith we are very weak. We are as good as flies, Shaf where they sit eating the rotten carcass, whatever they eat, they're eating, you throw a stone on the, they all fly away, wait until that stone settles and they'll come back again. You know, the one standing to protect from the stone coming, to say the stone mustn't come and mess with the food, but they will let it come and land there and destroy. But when it's gone, when it's quietened, they'll come and sit on top of the same rock. So that is how we are in today, Shab, when it comes to our faith. You know, seriously, we need to do an introspection as Muslims. We need to see what is right. What are our priorities in life? Is it this dunya or is it the akhirah? Or are we on that category? Are we the one that's so engrossed in this world that we forget akhirah like MPS? So looking so forward to being endorsed by Israeli and America to be the king of Saudi Arabia. I mean, is it really what we need? So we mustn't forget that one day, one day you can amass as much as you can out of the possessions, wealth of this dunya. But one day when you have to go, you go swiftly again, empty hands with nothing. Not even a key for your drawer where you used to keep your rings. I'm not talking about big things, the car keys or the keys for your mansions. But a small key where you're keeping your secrets that you never take it with you have to leave it. So it is time we need to start growing closer to understanding where we're going to. Because we are on the journey shaft. As human beings, we understand that. Inna lillahi, we belong to Allah. Wa inna ilayhi rajun. And we are marching 
towards Allah, which means we are marching towards Zion. So if we know this is a trip or the journey that we're making, we need to understand what are the necessities, what are the important things we need to carry with us before we go to Allah Ta'ala. Because we must remember, in Allah Ta'ala is pure, only pure, and you will never accept except on a purity or so. So if you want to do wrong things, join the Yahudis. One side, we say we can do this. We say, no, we're boycotting them. On the other side, you run in the first one to go buy some special Black Friday, Cox, Tokyo, Pisa, and the rest of that is just part of hypocrisy. You're not understanding the bigger picture in this. And remember, this is hurting them. The moment we boycott the product, it's hurting them sharp. You know, currently they're saying, Every day they're going under loss of close to 500 million US dollars each and every single day that goes by. So if we keep on putting actually the spikes on the web to say we're not buying any Israeli products or any uh, product that is actually being manufactured by allies of Israel, I'm telling you, we can easily collapse them economically, which is what they live for. And when that time comes, you'll see them committing suicide in numbers because they cannot handle the situation, unlike us. As much as that place is being destroyed, you never hear anybody saying, send us drugs that will, actually we take them and we all die one time. Nobody's saying that. They're still calling to Allah Ta'ala, still making wudu, no water, making tamam, and still reading salah and performing ibadat as Allah requests from us to be doing, despite being in that kind of situation. That tells you, Shaf, we are on the right track. We are on the right religion and we have to hold fast to this. For the moment we lose this, definitely we lost and there's no any uh, better kind of way of living that uh, will give us out of Islam shaft, except Islam gives us the best. So let's hold on to our deen and let's be uh, Allah conscious at all the times and let's try and be among those that do righteous things at all the time. As we said earlier, Allah's mercy is going to be upon us, Shaf. Yeah, you know, the world is a shadow of a cloud and a dream of a sleep. He that walks on the surface of this earth will one day get into his belly. And we know the reality is we have all come to go. And uh, yes, Sheikh, when you look at Surah 24, Noor, Noor, Allah, Noor, and you look at um, verse 55, it says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has promised to those amongst you, who believe and work righteous deeds that he, Allah Jalla Jalaluhu, Gafur Rahimuhu, will of surety grant them in the land inheritance of power as he, Jalla Jalaluhu, Gafur Rahimuhu, granted it to those before them. And that he, Allah Jalla Jalaluhu, Gafur Rahimuhu, will establish in authority their religion, the one which he, Jalla Jalaluhu, Gafur Rahimuhu, has chosen for them that he, Allah Jalla Jalaluhu, will grant uh, the state after the fear which uh, they lived to one of uh, security and peace, they will worship Allah alone and uh, will not associate anything with Allah Jalla Jalaluhu Gafur Rahimuhu. If any do reject faith after this, they are rebellious and wicked. So what we are talking about, uh, Sheikh, and you're making a very valid point, those uh, that have Iman, uh, those that were given, you know, glad tidings, uh, those uh, that had the deen, but then they started softening their hearts towards those that didn't follow the true deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that they softened to those by allowing them to come and build their temples and their synagogues and their churches and allowed them to come and stay in their lands and uh, let them, uh, you know, freedom of religion, where these people in uh, the totality showed when they voted 
against Islam, showed that, that they were the enemies of Islam, that they were plotting against Islam instead of you know fostering uh, unity and peace. They were, were making Muslims fight each other, supplying them with armaments, supplying both the those uh, you know on either side and uh, causing friction and division amongst the Muslims. These were the hypocrites that have come to the fore, backed by whom? By their friends. These are the Yahud and Nasaras and uh, the Mushrikeens who are now sitting back and watching how Muslim leaderships fighting each other, how Muslims have uh, succumbed to such a level that when uh, a big genocide that is being taken uh, taking place in, in uh, Gaza, that uh, these Muslim leadership they're calling upon, so-called leadership, uh, meetings upon meetings, in Daba upon in Daba, but nothing's coming of it, only hot air. So, Sheikh, you can see who's playing games and the type of people that are in position of leadership. What's going on here, Sheikh? So, to begin with, we need to understand, I mean, take it fully. Uh, be aware that there's no Islamic leadership in the world that we need to understand. There's no doubt about it. You know, nobody has taken the step to stand up and to take a, a step uh, further to actually show the enemy that actually we stand for peace. And remember, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Allah has taught us, you know, when they fight you, drive you out of home, you need to go back, drive them out of their home the same way they are driving out of, out of your home. And you can see so far, as you said, Shaf is just blowing hot air. No, not even hot air. At least you blow hot air. Somebody will get some bruises. Maybe you start running. I say, no, the heat is hot from this side. Let's run the other side. But they're blowing ice air, which means people are just sniffing it to say, this is ice, it's nice air that's coming. Because there's no action that will come from there, Sharp. And I can guarantee you, there will not be any action. Because also the other part is, you know, to fulfill the Sunnah of Nabi Sallallahu where he did mention, to say there will come the time where they have to take over Oh, these Muslim lands, they must take over and sit all over, you know. So when that war comes in, we find him at one place. You know, they'll take off Gaza, they'll take off West Bank, they'll even go as far as Syria and Jordan, even close to a part of Iraq, where there's those uh, beautiful rivers, Euphrates and um, and the Tigris rivers, that are the actual sources of actually income to that area and the sources of beauty in that area. They'll have to occupy all that slowly, slowly, but surely. And that is following the prophecies of Nabi Muhammad And when it comes now to the fully uh, end, where now everybody has enough of that, that's when the war will have to ensue. And we go look for them. And that's when, when then they hide behind the rock. The rock will speak. They'll hide behind the tree. Everything will speak beside the tree of Garkhadi, which is a cactus tree that will actually hide them. But meantime, they all will have to be actually gathered to that place. So that's why our leadership, the so-called not lead, I can't say our leadership. The so-called claiming themselves to be leadership, custodians of the deen of Islam, they all usually they are as dead. As I don't know what you can actually compare with. Because, I mean, some when they're dead, they can still hear. But these, they are as dead, as actually as deaf, as dumb as you can ever find them, you know, by the numbers. I'll call them by the numbers. Because, as you say, they're jumping one position to the other, and there's no action taken. Who are taking action is countries like us in South Africa. We go to parliament to so say, no, we need to cut ties. And other countries, uh, Bolivia and this or that, we need to save our ties. Countries like Ukraine and Russia, the plane come from Israel. They go and surround it. However, they knew it's coming there. These are the people that are taking action. But when it comes to the shove, 
you know, the people are so caught up in this dunya shaft, they have forgotten already uh, the tradition of Nabi Muhammad when he said, you know, one of the things you need to understand all the time is just to abandon to remember the terminator of joy. You know, you need to remember that one day you'll have to die and only your good deeds will take you there. They've forgotten there now, they think only money and gold, get it as much as you can, whether you kill the Palestinians, let them die, that's the problem. As long as you get money from there, you stay there and you remain the king forever. And this is what they're forgetting. You'll never be the king forever. You know, the king of kings who's the king forever is Allah Ta'ala. All these simple and little titles that we're actually upholding, uh, making ourselves to be like the greatest of greatest. These are nothing and a useless title that one day we have to hand them over. Somebody will take over and you're gone and you have to pay for your actions towards that. So whosoever is sitting as kings now, Shab, I feel sorry for them in the Arab world because they have shown themselves they are not they are untrustworthy and they're not the people they can look up to. And when they speak, I think, look the other direction because all the doing is blowing ice water which is going to no 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 harm to you and uh, so better not to listen to them just do what is right and this is where we come back where Allah says you know in a very good way alaykum anfusakum guard your own selves and make sure you do what is right by Allah you know don't wait for somebody else to do it for you because if you follow those people they'll send you astray and also don't forget on this note let's actually reiterate on this what Allah did mention he said I says the Arabs can be very waste in when it comes to mischief and actually uh, and actually disobedient of Allah and they're very close. They're very likely standing on that inch to break the commands of Allah. So he tells you, and sometimes it's for Allah to confirm that information that we when we read in the Quran, certain things you read is saying, okay, I need to pick up and now you can pick up says what Allah said about them really makes a lot of perfect sense, Shah. Yes, uh, Sheikh Shaymai, they're talking about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the king of all king, the majestic, the sovereign, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah 35 and verse 41, it is said, uh, it is Allah, Jalla Jalaluhu, Gafur Rahimuhu, who sustains the heavens and the earth, lest they cease to function. And if they should fail, there is none, Sheikh Shaymai, there is none, not one, can sustain them thereafter. Verily, he, Allah Jalla Jalalu Gafur Rahimuhu is most forbearing of forgiving. And look at the power, look at the majesty, majesty of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Quran is telling you, look at this. If that earth, if it ceases to function, who can bring it back into functionality? No one. So he is the king of kings, the power, the majesty. It is Allah. You know, they say, Allah, Allah, kya karo. Perhaps your parting words uh, this uh, evening, yeah, Sheikh. And the Sheikh is to say, you know, to, uh, let's hold fast to the information that Allah has given us, and I'm uh, very privileged to be in your company. Actually, you speak about the Quran, uh, you know, bring about the ayahs, what Allah is saying. And I mean, uh, you know, what we're talking now as well relates to say the Quran is a book that gives you the stories of the past and will relate the stories of the present just to guide you towards going to the future. And yes, we are in the good din. So let's hold past our din, Shaf, and may Allah once again reward you and bless you and your families and grant you good health and long life that inshallah you keep on saving the ummah with distinction, inshallah. And ultimately, we all need to meet up in Jannah, inshallah.
Amin Sheikh also you for adding value to the platforms of Marku Sahaba, the voice of the Al Sunnah wal Jama'a. Really, you at our beck and call, and Alhamdulillah, as an Alim, I treasure you because uh, the eyes that come, it's uh, the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's not something that we're fabricating or making here. And we hope and pray that uh, for every word uh, that is uttered, not only us, uh, but the management, uh, the directors, and uh, Mufti A.K. Hussein, and the entire team gets blessed and uh, not forgetting you ya Sheikh Shoy Maida bless you and your family members too assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh time for us to go for a break when we get back it'll be time to join uh, Morana Salim Karim